You know Fitz is Rhino, Republican only First of in all, name. We're not gonna go back and forth because I'm Team Jake and you won't name Fitz on my podcast. This is what you will not do. Hi, you are listening to Mess and the City. I'm your host Veronica. And I'm your host Navi. Thank you for tuning in. And today we actually have a really cute and fun guest on our podcast. Her name is Rania and she's one of my friends who I've met through my um, political science minor when I was doing a bachelor in Amsterdam at the Free University. And we've been friends ever since, but I think it's best if you yourself, Rania, introduce yourself. So please tell the people who you are. Of course. Hi, everybody. I'm Rania. Um, I studied with Nahavi. I also did a political science minor, but I decided to do more. So I did a political science degree um, and a political uh, and a philosophy degree as well. And afterwards, I did a master's degree in political science. So now I'm trained as a political scientist. We love a smart girly. I was, I forgot to say, actually, yes, you are the most educated person I know. So yes, <laughs> and I'm super excited for you to be here. Thank you for taking time out of your day um, to hop on the podcast. But before we even dive into the topic of today, I have to ask you two ladies, how are you guys feeling? How are we doing? we're doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good i um have been getting like reading a new book the Pas- passions of hj it's it's short but it's really artsy and i'm like okay okay i feel like i need to read something simple alongside this because it's really compl- complicated so if y'all have any like simple books you want to like simple fun girly books you want to suggest to me I'm very open to it. I think you should read. I have this book. It's called Big Swiss. It's like this really weird, queer, lesbian romance. But it's not a romance book. But it's it's chaotic. And it's very girly pop. I will send. It's, uh, it's by Jen Vegan, I think her name is. It's fun. You should read it. Okay, write it down. I'm writing it down (laughs) right now. Right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. I knew I knew if I asked you, you would have something for me. (laughs) Yes, girl, I'm the one. (laughs) No, I'm just joking. How's your week been, Rania? My week has been good. I've been studying quite a lot. I also teach on the side, so I was teaching and studying at the same time so I feel like I'm a bit tired but I'm also reading a book now um, which I usually don't do a lot because I have to read a lot for my studies but I'm reading Bullshit Jobs by David Graeber do you know that book what is it about so it's about uh, so he's an anthropologist I think from the U.S. so he wrote a book about jobs that he finds um, jobs that are made to make other people feel important and aren't important in themselves. So it's actually a political book because of that as well. Like he talks about oppressive and um, structures and hierarchies and stuff. So that's a um, 
recommendations I would have for you, Veronica. It's not very girly pop, but I think everything can become <laughs> girly pop if you want it to be. <laughs> you know what? I I do believe in that too. Because I'd be calling random things girly pop all the time. And you, I was actually, I was like, oh, I call Legos girly pop. And I'm like, Gir- Legos have become girly pop, actually. I mean, remember Rihanna and the flowers and everything? I knew you were going to bring that up. I knew you were going to bring the Lego roses and flowers. Yeah, she has those like Legos that are like roses and tulips, I think. So you kind of just have a Lego that's a rose. It's really fun. I'm having a great time. (laughs) Yes. I'm actually playing with Legos right now because they're fun to fidget with. (laughs) But... (laughs) But Nahavi, tell me, tell me how you're doing. I'm doing good. This week has been, I would say like a easy week. Nothing too crazy happened. I do have to come here on the podcast and set the record straight because I said some things last week and I feel very different about those things right now. Because last week I was talking about the book Capote's Women that I was reading and I was like, oh, it's so juicy, it's fun. And these women are into politics. These women are, um, you know, I was kind of saying how a lot of these women who are just basically uh, seen as socialites are are actually very important in the roles that they, like in the decisions their husbands who were sometimes presidents or or um, ambassadors or like politicians, how these ladies were kind of influencing their decisions. And although that's actually true, I do think that a lot of these ladies, so help me God for saying this, were very self-centered and did not like normal, quote unquote, normal people so yeah it's it's still a fun read it's still very gossipy i would still recommend it but i would also like to shine a light on the fact that a lot of rich like really really rich people like old money rich people do not care that much about us so i didn't want to like like make it seem like i don't know that but i also think that's actually a great segue in our conversation for today because the reason why I invited Rania to come on our podcast is because I wanted to have a conversation about politics and pop culture. Because I just feel like where wherever you turn your head, like if it's social media, if it's TV, it's always a celebrity making a political statement. And it doesn't really feel like I don't think we as the public know when those statements are actually to serve them and their finances that so to speak or um if it's serving like a bigger purpose in a way that it would help everyone and I just feel like since Rani has all these degrees and knows everything about politics and we always gossip about celebrities and fun stuff so <laughs> I thought, you know what, let's come on the podcast and talk about politics and celebrities. So yeah, like, w- w- like just a general question. What are your thoughts, Rania, on um, celebrities and politics? So I think that um, something that has made pop culture and politics more intertwined is that we've also have uh, come to understand politics as something that is personal as well, like feminist groups from the 60s have already like radical feminists have 
um, understood politics as something that is personal as well. So politics is not just like something that happens in, for example, The Hague in the Netherlands, the local capital, or Washington, D.C. Politics is something that happens daily. Like one of the um, a very famous political scientist, her, uh, his name is Harold Leswell, I think. He has come up with a definition of politics, which is who gets what, when, and how. And I think that's a very an interesting uh, way of understanding politics. It's just about how we allocate our resources. And I think that our relationships to our relationship to celebrities has also become more personal. We have like created these parasocial relationships to uh, celebrities. So I feel like all of these spheres, like the personal, the politics, pop culture, has all become like one intertwined sphere. And we also expect politicians, or uh, I'm sorry, we also expect celebrities to um, show more of their personal life and therefore, therefore also show more of their political affiliations, uh, which is very difficult for a lot of celebrities, I think, because they don't do not feel like they're trained to really talk about politics. Well, I actually like um, I actually feel like a lot of celebrities do feel like they have the knowledge and, of course, the platform to talk about politics. And I feel for <laughs> me, that's something that's kind of, it rubs me the wrong way. That's the reason why I feel like we need to talk about this. Because I, like I mentioned before, I just always get confused about how much of it is it's serving you and how much of it is, this is what I as a celebrity as like, let's say, let's just name the biggest celebrity out there let's just say Beyonce I never I knew I, <laughs> yeah I love Beyonce let's like let's put it out there I'm one of her biggest fans probably but even with her I just don't always know for a fact like are you doing this because you really feel this way or are you doing or are you doing this because for 50% you feel this way but for 50% you always you also know that you will be able to make a lot of money and get a lot of attention for making this specific move to pose a counter question do you feel like celebrities actually think they have the knowledge to talk about these issues or do do you think that they might also feel pressure to talk about these issues these political issues mm -hmm. That's a good question. I feel like you feel like I feel it's pressure? Like, I feel like a lot of them are pressured to talk about certain issues because I don't I do not even think that it is possible to care about as many issues as a lot of blue uh, a lot of celebrities do. It's just like I don't even know if it's like humanly possible to like care about all of these issues at the same time because it's usually it's like I care about this, this and this and this and this. Like how can that happened in such a short time span. Well, a lot of celebrities didn't talk about these issues before. To me, at times it feels a bit inauthentic and it doesn't really align with the way they present themselves or live themselves. Mm -hmm. I think it definitely has something to do with, with both things, them one feeling pressure and another thing, like I think the intention of first becoming public with their politics were probably probably came from a good place because there were so many celebrities um in the 50s and 60s who were very like pro lgbtq or pro like black people having the right to vote or things like that and they needed to like keep quiet about those things or else they would lose their popularity and so i think at first there was moments where you know when people did go public with this they chose to sort of be like oh like i'm taking a huge risk like 
mixed feelings don't really like Ronald Reagan, but Ronald Reagan and Nancy Reagan, you know, they were celebrities in Hollywood for a very long time before they got into politics. And prior to that, they were friends and really close friends with a bunch of like people like Rock Hudson, who is a a closeted gay man, but very openly gay in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And then when it came out that he was a closeted gay man to the public, like everyone had to like abandon him for the most they abandoned him as well yes they did nancy and ronald reagan were very like like publicly anti-lgbtq and honestly even privately very anti-lgbtq and also made like a bunch of jokes about people having aids like during crisis but like those those kinds of things like make me think i'm like okay if I think the start of people talking about their politics, particularly celebrities, probably had some good intentions, but they came, but now I feel like a lot of celebrities like feel the pressure to be the face of certain issues. Like Leonardo DiCaprio is was seen as the face of like the environmental movement. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. though I don't really understand, and it could just be me not studying, but I'm like, what what have you done? you know honestly truly I was thinking about this and like little evil me was thinking what if he's just doing this to get all the young bitches (laughs) what if he's doing this (laughs) what if he's doing this because younger people care about climate change so for a 50 year old man to just align himself with the number one cause that a lot of young girls care about isn't that amazing (laughs) You automatically have something to talk about. No, I think that's a hundred percent true. <laughs> He's like, how am I gonna get these Gen Z girls to be my girlfriend? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I I do I do think that he really cares about um, climate change. But I even feel like even if you feel pressured, that doesn't mean that you don't have to be like you don't have to be inauthentic. For me, a thing, like what I was saying about Beyonce, I was just thinking about this like an an hour ago. I was thinking like who to me has combined politics and pop culture in such an honorable way that there isn't a lot of bad things you can say about it. And I was thinking about Marvin Gaye. When it's like 1971, the What's Going On, the What's Going On album, about the Vietnam War and like a lot of stuff that was going on with black people and young people in general in America I feel like even if you listen to the music today and even if you talk to a lot of people from that time the way they were able to identify with just music just a couple of songs and an album that he wrote about that time period it's very well done very authentic And I was reading about it and it actually came from the fact that his brother fought over in Vietnam in the war and he was like having a lot of PTSD. He was having like a lot of uh, traumatic experience once he came back home and through his trauma as brothers, they were able to um, connect. And I feel like you can like literally hear it in the music, how he was like he's not singing about him going through the struggle he's singing for the people like he's using his voice to kind of illustrate a certain time period and I really like even when I was reading the lyrics from some of the songs like you really 
it feels like he really cares. And with like celebrities who are making like protest songs nowadays, I was just thinking like, what was like kind of the start of Beyonce becoming like aligned with politics? I think it was formation. If you ask me, I have no idea what her politics are at all. Like the, the, there was this like, um, I think it was, it was an interview by the Breakfast Club. And I think Charlemagne, Charlemagne the God said something like, they were talking about Eminem and said, I think Eminem might be a Republican. Like he could be a Republican. Like we really don't know about his politics. We like, really might be do not circles. know. Yeah. yeah. We do really like do Beyonce? not know about these people's politics at all. Do you feel like Beyonce could be a Republican? I have no idea. Because I'm I... assuming she might vote what's best for her as in like, yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea who she's voting for. <laughs> Well, I think that, like, it's always good to assume that people who are in the billionaire category or very close to the billionaire category would be likely to vote for Republican because that money is is important. It's incredibly important, and they need to make sure that they have a hold on it. Not to say, not saying that like, oh, Beyonce's a Republican, but just saying that like, we should be open to the fact that like, if something leaks out and we find out she's a Republican, we all shouldn't be very surprised. And you know what it is? I do think like a lot of people would be surprised. And that's the thing that breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. I do agree with Nahavi and the fact that like, we have to acknowledge the fact that like, we shouldn't look at these people side eye if they end up being like, you know top one percenters and think like the top one percenters but also I think that like being a black woman like a person of color Beyonce and having like a black daughter and everything like that like she's still in these situations where a vast majority of the people she's surrounded with who are within her income level and everything are are very white like, though she has this, like, huge advantage of class, I'm sure there's a lot of moments of, like, microaggressions and other things like that that keep reminding her and keep her within that, like, you know, because there's a little, there's a leeway before you, like, she'll never be a rich white man. Yeah. She'll have these, like, microaggressions and everything like that because she is a woman and because she is Black. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in theory, I would love to believe that those are things that would help keep her from like 100% committing herself to one percenters and everything like that. But I also am a pessimist, so I have to keep an open mind on shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's just I want us to be reasonable. That's just it. Because sometimes I see people talking about not only Beyonce and JC, but also like Kanye West and Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift. And it's just like, these people are like us, but they're not like us, mm -hmm. you know? Even they started out, like their struggle is a very long time ago. And I just want us to be mindful of that. Like most of their struggle, they have, they still have struggles, but different kind of struggle. Like a the big struggles that really like push on systemic things, which is class and money. Like a lot of these people struggled back when like rent was more affordable, you know? <laughs> I do think to become a successful celebrity, you have to make sure people can relate to you. And I think 
because they do such a good job at at some points in their career they all did a really really good job at making themselves relatable and I think that's where a lot of us get confused because we think oh they're like us but in reality they're not and even if they were like Jay-Z used to be he will never he he won't be again so I just think don't necessarily don't necessarily always listen to what a celebrity has to say about voting and about politics and about protests like do your own research because I think it goes back to what you said earlier on how it has become such a relationship like becoming a bar becoming a swifty becoming a, a a part of the beehive like we really admire these people and we really think we have a relationship with these people and know everything about them that we are even we're comfortable with with them telling us how we should vote even if it's just through a song even if it's just through a color of lipstick even if it's through through a little sticker a little flyer it's like come on now but hasn't that always been the case that we wanted people to tell us what to do like religious leaders um politicians like i think it has always been the case that we want people to tell us what to do or in what ways to live our lives it just has shifted from other kinds of leaders to celebrities right now i think that's a good point but i also think like most of the not the celebrities i just mentioned but in all of Hollywood, how many people went to college and how many people studied politics in a way that you did? Because if you're if you are educating me on what I should and should not vote and what I should and shouldn't consider, I'm very comfortable with that. I will listen to you all day because I know you've studied. I know you know it. But I don't know what kind of books Taylor Swift is reading. That's true. And I think that like, something with a lot of these like celebrities going into politics like we start to really see and there are numbers showing that like you know celebrities endorsing politicians has such a like can really change the way that voting looks like and looks in the way that their popularity looks like and so it really shows that like celebrities are so important in a way that makes so many people uncomfortable including me Mm-hmm. I feel that it also really sets up people, politicians, to make themselves into celebrities to gain more popularity, which is actually something I wanted to talk to y'all about because politicians as celebrities has been something that like I've continuously seen within this last decade a lot because, you know, there are like senators and representatives who are just like, you know, hometown people who don't really they're like I'm in here for the politics and then there are people who like AOC um or even like Barack Obama and Joe Biden who create themselves to become memes and to become like references in pop culture and to become like guest stars and tv shows and stuff like that where their celebrity is also vastly important and if not more talked about than their politics because we can talk about those like the thanks obama memes or like the ones where he's wearing sunglasses but like not too many people talk about his economic plans or the fact that he like bombed a lot of countries which are like things that he did do 
but like we know less about him from the politics that he did end up doing rather than his memes and I I guess I just want to know y'all's opinion on that yeah I think that's a good point I have to really digest this one because I don't know sometimes I'm worried because I really do feel like we are more infatuated with the people and everything but the politics because I literally don't know a lot about like even me I have to also like say I I do the same thing like I know way more about the Obamas that has nothing to do with politics than I know about their politics and it's true like so so do I and I noticed that this was like a thing with like it's not like it suddenly happened but there were things that like sort of help it one a really big thing was just like Bill Clinton doing a saxophone I, why do can we <laughs> leave Bill Clinton and his saxophone behind? I'm so over it. I'm so over it. <laughs> but it was such a big thing. People were talking about it. They're like, oh my God, he's so cool. <laughs> or like, you know, I think a positive, but also like a, you know, side eye kind of thing that happened was the show. I don't know if y'all ever watched it. Parks and Rec- Recreations which is about local government it's supposed to get like viewers it's a comedy about local government it's supposed to get viewers really into their own local government and care about their local elections and stuff like that but within that they like created celebrities out of like joe biden and like big name like you know female senators and stuff like that and i'm like oh that sounds really cool in theory like and even senators and representatives would guest star on the show but at the same time, from there on, it, like, started to snowball a lot, where, like, people were, like, treating senators more like actors and less like politicians. And that, like, promotes this whole thing of, like, your politicians have to be incredibly charismatic and have, like, such a good vibe. When in reality, maybe the best politicians or the best person to run for politics is someone without charisma. But someone that's just really knows their stuff. Bernie Sanders? Bernie Sanders became a meme. (laughs) But that's what I want to... Franca, you're like touching upon a point. Like, I think the politician to celebrity pipeline only works if you're charismatic. I don't think it works if you're not charismatic. Because Mm. look at Hillary Clinton. Is Donald Trump charismatic? I think he is. I think he is. He has an attitude about him. Would I want to hang out with him? No. There's a lot of people who would. (laughs) You guys think Donald Trump is charismatic? Let's break this down. Explain this to me. I don't see it at all. I guess during a time with when so many Republican politicians, like, yeah, they showed very little charisma or very little personality in general. Donald Trump came in and he had so much personality and people like you can't say he doesn't have personality that man won't shut up like he has things going on and (laughs) I'm not saying it's good personality but it's visible and it's something that like oh you're showing us who you are well I guess we're interested in knowing even more or I would like to have a beer with this guy which is like such a common thing that like people say whenever they vote for someone they're like I can really see myself having a beer with 
so-and-so like presidential candidate or senator or city councilor or anything like that. That also touched upon like certain forms of political representation because I think we studied this together. I mean, do you remember like the promissory, gyroscopic and um, anticipatory? Girl, you know I don't remember this. Oh. I was just trying to fast. <laughs> I was trying to get some credit. Veronica, you just touched upon the gyroscopic form of representation, which means that people judge politicians based upon what kind of character do I think they have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do remember this. Yay! Yeah. Go! <laughs> do I think this man is honest or woman or uh, person is honest? Do I think they could maybe take care of the country? I don't know if Donald Trump has all of these things, but I think you could say that Donald Trump comes, comes across as in a sense, honest, like you, you yeah. see what you get, like, you know, what's going on. For example, I think a lot of other politicians, it's not really clear what kind of person they are. And I think it helps. Like people have always liked politicians that are charismatic in a sense or relatable in a sense. And Donald Trump is kind of like relatable as in, Oh, it's that uncle that you're kind of like, Oh, he's, mm. but you kind of do understand a person like him. For example, I don't think Hillary Clinton, you're like, I am not you're not relatable hot, you're yeah, not relatable hot, yeah yeah hot sauce in a bag that really like flop <laughs> that was like a political pop culture flop moment <laughs> like, but it but crazy. it was real she really actually carries like they didn't like they traced it back all the way to the 90s and then like mm -hmm. someone who used to work for her in the 90s literally said yeah she actually has hot sauce in her bag that makes it even sadder that it flopped. <laughs> it's true. Because <laughs> it was honest. <laughs> what do you think uh, Hillary Clinton never became president? I? Mm -hmm, both of you. I, I really do feel like a big part of it is because she is a woman. Because mm -hmm. I feel like we want it so bad. But for some reason, we still all of like a big part of us still doubt women i feel like for some reason we're so deep in believing even if we say we don't i actually think we still do think that women aren't fully capable of doing certain things maybe just because we haven't really seen it before but i don't think People are actually ready for it the, the way we say the way we say we are. I think that's very fair to say as well. Um, I do agree it has a lot to do with her being a woman, but I also feel that a lack of charisma that was there as well. And I also believe that like Hillary Clinton has always, for the most part, done what was politically correct for her time, no matter what the time was. And so that's why, like, people look back at her political record and they're like, oh, well, you really don't stand on business. Like, you really don't do that. Like, she was anti, like, marriage equality. She stood by her man while he was, like, very publicly cheating on her. Yep. And these are things that she needed to do for her career. To, mm -hmm. And, like, who knows how she felt back then who knows like what she was really thinking but these were things that she just had to like put up with and then put a brave face and the things that like 
helped her get through being a politician in the 90s and 80s and you know being a politician in the 2000s and being a first lady the things that really helped her get through that were the things that weren't helping her be elected president because now that you're saying it I was thinking about like the affair Bill Clinton had and the way she defended him and the way she kind of threw another woman under the bus to save her marriage and then the election yeah and then the election comes around and it's actually me too time so we're not only talking about the way donald trump behaves but we're also thinking about how she behaved in a moment where she should should have stood up for a very young girl but even in that moment i think it says a lot about voters if they still felt that it was better to vote for a man than to give Hillary Clinton grace for doing what she in the moment as a wife thought was the best thing to do and that's what I'm saying I don't think we're ready because if we were ready people probably would have been like okay she made that mistake but I think she's grown yeah and like she doesn't you know she did the thing that was that was right for what she thought was right for the time that she was in and like she never she doesn't have allegations of sexual assault which her you know Trump did and so I think like a hundred percent I do think it, it has to do with the fact that like she doesn't she's not a man because if I think about it I'm like if someone was running if let's say Hillary Clinton was a man and a woman was acting just like Donald Trump and everything like that that woman wouldn't have won either like like even a woman who has the charisma of Donald Trump or like just the personality it wouldn't it wouldn't do them any favors either because even now in the Republican Party the women who are trying to you know run for president as um Republicans they're not really getting the support that donald trump is is getting and look what he has done and people are so ready to excuse it while these women probably have like a way cleaner record than he has they have studied for years probably but look at where they are and look at where he is i think that it's the thing with women always like if a man and a woman portray the same kind of behavior or have the same kind of traits it's always interpreted in a different way so a woman like a man who shows emotions is is human and it's it's like oh they're like oh my god he's, he's just like angry about this or he's sad about this and if a woman does it she's hysterical and she can never be in a position or that's just like um and if a man just like decides what we're gonna do he's being uh how do you say like he's being someone who can make decisions and someone who is able to be in control in a good way well if a woman does that she is bossy and we have all kinds of names for that kind of women. So I feel like it's like the double bind of being a woman. Like you're never doing it in a correct way. Mm -hmm. But I must say on the Hillary part, she still stands behind uh, Bill Clinton. So it's not just like a past decision that she made as a wife. I remember watching a documentary by, I think it was by Monica Lewinsky herself, where she was being interviewed and Hillary was also being interviewed and she still didn't acknowledge the power dynamic or she's yeah i did find that a bit painful to see because the sexism that ruined her life ruined monica's life was also the sexism that didn't get her 
election. elected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But I don't feel like he's truly understanding the dynamic uh, in that situation and maybe also in her elections, but I don't know about that. I think she understands. I think she just doesn't want to admit it on national, international TV. Yeah, yeah. because she, she is very smart. But I think you're right. I think she just doesn't want it to want to admit it because for one thing, like Monica Lewinsky was so young. She was 18 or 19. She was 21 at the oh, time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like basically the same thing, but she's basically, 19. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and that was like a grown ass man and a president. <laughs> but mm-hmm. we did get scandal because i think if we did if that affair never happened we might have never gotten scandal and i really love scandal i'm so (laughs) sorry i'm so sorry to say that that has not it has everything to do with this and it has nothing to do with this but i just wanted to point that out well now i want to know what's like now i know nahavi's favorite political tv show do you have a political tv show you like I'm thinking. I think I really like Scandal as well. I was going to say, what's what's the thinking you have to do here? (laughs) I really love. I love Scandal. Like Scandal's the best. I'm rewatching it again. Like I'm just like I keep rewatching that show. It's the best. Like my Sex in the City is her Scandal. (laughs) Yes, Scandal is amazing. But I also really like um, House of Cards. Like I feel like I need to rewatch that. I've never seen that one. Have you seen House of Cards, Veronica? I have. I've seen the first two seasons. I haven't watched more than that, but I really liked the first two seasons when they came out. And I guess, like, I wanted to watch, like, West Wing 2 and Veep. Uh, Those are all just, like, I hear Veep's a very funny comedy about the vice president, and she's, like, a woman, and it's, like, apparently very real, like just like the way it is is just like oh wow they got someone on the inside because this this is too too many people relate to it who are in politics yeah but but even sorry to cut you off but even like to make a point about how maybe even unserious we are with politics nowadays we all know those tweets and like memes where people are literally summoning 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 what's the word so wait what, what's the sentence <laughs> we <laughs> i was trying to say we all know those memes where people are like literally asking olivia pope to save us she's oh. not even real <laughs> like literally they're about to pass a, a, a abortion like a, a a law where it's like if you have an abortion you go to jail and we're out here tweeting for olivia pope that's that's how unserious we are with politics and celebrities and Hollywood. We have all made it into one thing. Like we're treating it like it's yeah. I would honestly, I would love if, if Olivia Pope also saved us, but that's that's Kerry Washington, and I don't think she can. <laughs> no, but okay, if she could, if she was real, like what is one thing you would want Olivia Pope to save us from? Okay, I I have one, but. It's, I think it's a bit specific because it's the Dutch context. Okay, you can say it. But but I can just like elaborate on it. Yeah. So in the Netherlands, the biggest party right now is an extreme right party uh, called the Party for Freedom. And I really would want 
Olivia to save us from that because right now the elections has have been three months ago mm -hmm. and the first round of trying to form a cabinet and a coalition has have failed um, yeah we are about so to be governmentless oh yes oh my god <laughs> it's not it's not good it's not good at all and there are so many considerations because a lot of people say okay if we're gonna have new elections the extremist party is going to be even bigger but at the same time you also don't want you don't want to have this extremist party become uh, even bigger but we also don't want to work with them it's like it's a, a double bind again so mm -hmm. i feel like only olivia can save us from this hellscape she was a republican though i think i want to put that out there she was apolitical she just did her job she says that in the series. Now, how you need to watch it again. <laughs> she says it, but she was lying all the time, Veronica. Uh, and you, Vania, she was lying you, a lot. You know, Fitz is Rhino, Republican only First of in all, name. <laughs> we're not going to go back and forth because I'm Team Jake, and you won't name Fitz on my podcast. This is what you will not do. <laughs> so, wait, are you Team Fitz? <laughs> definitely team fit i think he's hotter than jake he just he has a nice voice i like men with nice voices no he was whining <laughs> all the time just no <laughs> immediately no immediately i've seen what i needed to see immediately no you saw the bros you were like no veronica are you team um jake or fit have you even watched scandal i watched the first five to six seasons and then i think you i like the whole show then. there's more isn't there no <laughs> it's like five seasons. The first five seasons that i didn't watch or like i i didn't watch a last season okay i don't know what it was but like the final I season i didn't end up watching it because i forgot um mm -hmm. but if she like if there's one thing i wish she could save i wish she could save the housing market because it's crazy out here. Like a lot of people are not able to either buy a house or even rent a house. So yeah, if I could summon, summon, that's the word I was looking for. If I could get Olivia Pope over here right now, I would say, girl, please fix the housing market. Wear, wear your good wig, wear your good heels, get your little wine, get your little popcorn and think of something. <laughs> think of something her little white suit yeah her little white hat like put it on and go save the house market housing market Ooh. yeah student loans <gasps> i would have first yes. student loans come on olivia <laughs> yeah she was never real but you miss her but i miss her maybe <laughs> that's the thing maybe we just enjoy celebrities telling us who to vote for what to watch what to eat what to drink because it's just fun and unserious i believe that and also i like to whenever a celebrity tells me to do something i just become such a teenager i'm like why the hell would i listen to you <laughs> i'm like do your theater kid thing like you're thriving and acting and singing and all of this stuff but like be a triple threat in hollywood just not on my voting ballot. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's a good one. And on that note, I would like to thank you, Rania, for tuning in and for tuning in and for hopping on the podcast. I love it. 
I think we had a great conversation about politics, pop culture, and uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you very much. Is there anything you want to say to our people, Veronica? Um, I just want to say, please follow us on Instagram. Check out for any new posts. Um, is there any social media that you have that you want to share with people or anything? Oh, let me think. Yeah, I have an Instagram, which is Rania Ali. And there's a dot between the L and the I. Mm, yeah, I think I'm most most active on Instagram. So if you want some pop culture memes, some physical memes, you can follow me on. And some cute selfies, you can follow me on Instagram. <laughs> she has range. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. And thank you all for listening. And bye, love. Bye, love.